Hello. Hi, baby. Hi. Hi. Did you just call me baby? Or are you Probably talking sort to of, me? It's sort of the royal baby. Okay. I call All everybody right. baby. Okay. I've only right. never called you baby because I don't know why, but I do that. Like, <laughs> I mean, when you say that, like in general, you'd be like, oh, it's such and such baby. And it baby. sounds very casual, casual and like just kind of a phrase. But when you say hello, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Okay, it's a it's little really, different. It's a little dependent on the words that are around it. I was talking so, mostly to the audience. Okay, the royal yeah, baby, the royal baby in the room. Hi, the royal baby. Hi, hi, hi royal babies. <laughs> Our listeners, um, welcome to No Exit. It's uh, a podcast. It's a podcast um, that you haven't heard in a while, and uh, it's about horror movies. And my name is Wendy, and I love horror. And uh, my name's Hannah, and I used to hate horror, and I don't anymore. Um, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. And my pronouns are also she, her, hers. Um, and it's been a while. If yeah. you um, were listening to our uh, Halloween extravaganza month, uh, you may have noticed that we did not post uh, at the end of October, mm-hmm. and uh, you haven't heard us since then, and that's because... Gosh, we've we've not been doing very well. <laughs> oh my god, um, that's statement. <laughs> what a British way to say um, that. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Like, and this to be um, like really serious and open and honest. Um, the first big thing that happened was that my grandmother died, and I just did not have the mental capacity to record um, a comedy podcast. Um, and I was very sad and very overwhelmed, and had a lot of migraines, and just um, had to schedule time to go down for the memorial and it was a whole thing i've been to new mexico so many times in the past couple of months which is not a bad thing but um and then also the other thing and i don't think hannah i've even told you this is that my endometriosis is no longer fully under control so i have to get new medication and i'm dealing with all my normal brain problems so it's just been a whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah, um, I didn't even know the second part. I haven't seen you in so long. I know, it's been a really long time. Yeah, the listeners, when it's not only that we haven't recorded, it's that Wendy and I have not been in the same room since Halloween <laughs> at all. <Yeah. laughs> like, in almost 20 days, um, yeah. which is a long time for people who normally see each other every week. Yes. Yeah. Often multiple times a week. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, and you... I think it's safe for me to say that you you've not been doing super great either. Whoa, my you don't health. have to talk about it if you don't. No, want I to, will. But. I absolutely will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a big advocate for for myself uh, for for openly talking about my mental health struggles on mm-hmm. my podcast. I, we talk about it a lot. We've had whole episodes dedicated to it on mm-hmm. um, if it's gamey play. Uh, but yeah, my mental health has been probably the worst it's been since I started antidepressants two years ago for mm-hmm. a variety oh, wow. of reasons. It's been like, like I've been by far the most suicidal for the longest period of time I've been in a couple of years, um, which was something where like un- at an underlying level, I wasn't like as worried because I know that I have a support system where like it used to be a lot scarier because I didn't. Um, but yeah, so like my meds just weren't quite functioning properly because I'm having gut issues and because it's the changing of the seasons and it's this, this celestial time has got me so fucked up, dude. Like <laughs> Scorpio season was fucking rough for me. Um, and like, uh, uh, like it's just been a r- really, really rough couple of months and I've been struggling with a ton of health issues, which I think I've talked a lot, a little bit about on this, mm-hmm. on the, the podcast. And I was supposed to get a colonoscopy at age 26 for my gut issues. Uh, but then the office where I was supposed to get it done, the like center wanted to charge me $1,300 up front and oh said, God. that's just our office policy. There's nothing you can do. Jesus. Uh, and so then I called crying to cancel it. And they were like, oh, next time talk to a manager because you can set up a payment plan. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that? Because I called mm-hmm. 
the place that had referred me to that center. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. Um, so I just cancel that, and I had a, a good old fashioned panic attack in an alley uh, on the phone. To I spent the walk from my house to Beatbox. Uh, on the phone with doctors and parents and Kai. <laughs> like That's a very long increasingly walk panicking. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. two miles. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a it's a it's not a short amount of time to be on the phone with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then a, a further time when I in the alley when I got there. So anyway, point being, uh, my mental health has been garbage. I was at the doctor last week um and I was like my ADHD is so out of control it's ruining my life. And they were like, well, we want you to come back and see a psychiatrist so that we can prescribe you a medication. And then I broke down crying and I was mm-hmm. like, can I please, 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 please leave with something to try, please? Like, I'm very desperate. So anyway, I'm, I have Adderall now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm on an Adderall, a coffee, a whiskey, and some weed. So I feel bizarre, <laughs> but I feel focused. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, but so far, I've, I've really, I'm only on five milligrams of Adderall. And so far, I've, I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. It feels like... Uh, even if it's placebo, like it feels like I, it's mm-hmm. really helping my focus if I take it twice in a That's day. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to like, I do, I'm still going to go back and see a psychiatrist and get like a more specified, like right now I'm drinking like a gin and tonic, like always mm-hmm. delicious, always reliable, but not like the best specific cocktail for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and try and get like an aviation, which is like the, mm-hmm. you know, the really good cocktail for me specifically. Like my gotcha. favorite, not just the one I ordered, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so that's where I've been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mental health yeah, has been we've a big both been, fart. We've both been uh, quite sick and quite sad. Yeah, unbelievably um, sad. Funny, in you know, in spite of having like a personal loss, I've actually been doing a lot better with my mental health lately, and I feel a lot better about myself as a person. That's great. And um, I just wanted to share that as a positive note. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, and. Uh, just uh, spent a lot of time with family that I don't get to see very often, and it was a really nice time. And, um, you know, I miss my grandma, but I'm I'm happy for her because she was so sick of being alive. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. very, very sick of being alive. Yeah, she was over it. And, um, and she was 89 years old, so it's sad, but not a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just... But, yeah, I'll miss her, but, you know, she was ready to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the other reason that we didn't post anything is, so we, we tried, we really tried, um, to record a special, like, Halloween party episode. Extravaganza. And Hannah, Kai, and I all had what, what I described as a 1970s British sex farce style misunderstanding. Yeah, Where everyone had a completely different idea of what was happening, and everyone also thought that the other two people had discussed it much more than they had. (laughs) Yes. So. Yes, that is correct. We were all completely confused about what we were doing. Nobody knew what anybody had talked about, and, um... We had to have a whole, like, tense conversation about it while cooking dinner. It was but so gay and comical. It was, it was very, in it hindsight, was, it was extremely it funny. It was hilarious. And even in the moment, I'm it like, was, this is hilariously complicated. We were having a, a, com- a terse but polite conversation <laughs> under our breath while mm-hmm. cooking dinner. While, yeah. Like, four feet away from our friends who are having a happy, normal <laughs> conversation and, like, a nice evening. Just like, well, the other thing is that I thought that we were going to, and that uh-huh. Kai and I had discussed in the... Yeah, it was very, like, very, like, married, catty, gay couple is what it was. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was like. 
Um, and, um, but then we ended up playing this really fun board game that I was initially overwhelmed by, but then really enjoyed playing. Um, what's it, was it called? Again? It was called Betrayal at the House on the Hill, mm-hmm. which is an excellent tabletop RPG. It was really fun. And I'm not huge into tabletop RPGs, but this one, it's like once you just started playing, it was really like... I got really into it. I really yeah. liked it a lot. It's and I know it's really hard to explain, but once you start playing, it's it mm-hmm. starts to make it's it sounds yeah like the game teaches you yeah because because it's just saying the words don't sound mm-hmm. like they mean anything yeah but then as soon as you it understand like, what like nineteen eighties business jargon <laughs> yeah. is what it sounds like yeah. it's like then you calculate your synergy points uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but then as soon as you start doing it you're like oh like, I understand need to circle back yeah it's like <laughs> then as soon as you put down a room and it just has an instruction on yeah, it you're like just oh like, it's just okay. a board game like yeah, yeah. Oh, we're fine and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's very structured it mm-hmm. is a lot of explanation kind of like a tan there's a lot of explanation so it's very overwhelming mm-hmm. but when you have questions there's always an answer to it right. so it's very structured in that way you don't have to do a lot of like inventive role playing mm-hmm. you just kind of like have to it's just like playing yeah. like a you just like kind of zombie. follow the instructions yeah. and the instructions unfold as you play yeah exactly Exactly. Um, yeah, it was very fun. And we did end up, we were going to try and record an, a whole episode of If It's Gay We Play and a whole episode of No Exit that absolutely did not happen. Yeah, in retrospect, <laughs> an insane idea yeah, from start to finish. it was crazy. Finish. We were going to try and record this whole like live party episode. Yeah, it, that could have happened only if we had begun at 2 p.m. Yes. Would that happen? And there yeah. was no universe in we were, which we were going to be able to begin that early, yeah. even though my job <laughs> closed er, way early just because mm-hmm. there was no one in there and we were uh-huh. bored so we went next door to drink and then like we were like we're gonna go back to work and I was like no we're fucking not have you met <laughs> us we're berries we're taking shots we're done we're working. not going we're to go back to work we're artists we're we, done yeah <laughs> we can't go yeah. back to work That's in this a, yeah state. that would be disastrously irresponsible Ill-advised. that would be such a bad idea uh-huh. yeah um so we played the game we like recorded an intro yeah <laughs> and then we played the game and then we kind of like had like more terse conversations about what we were going to be doing and then i finally just said what if we just scrapped the entire idea of making a podcast tonight and just watch the fucking movie yeah that and then we just watch. decided to enjoy <laughs> so, ourselves and watch a nice yep. film as friends so, together yep so we watched halloween really we watched really halloween fun. duh we watched halloween yeah um and uh we didn't uh podcast about it so we're gonna podcast about it right now yes we are don't mind um, me i'm just there's a knot in the mm-hmm. headphone cord and it's bothering okay. me for no reason at all but first What's the spookiest thing that's happened to you since we last recorded this podcast? Wow, boy howdy. I definitely I had think an you could to this I story. think you could have up to two spooky things too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh I would say up to three because it's a spookier number than two. Because okay. it's half of All six, right. which is the number of the devil's number. Okay. And like witches, threes, mm-hmm. cu- you know, thrice to thine and thrice sure. to nine and thrice right. again to make so, it nine piece the challenge. So answer the up. question. <laughs> um, oh, damn it, damn it. I definitely had an answer to this this mm-hmm. morning other than uh, having to contend with having to pay $1,300 for a colonoscopy until my mom was just like, don't do it right now. Wait till you get new insurance. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here you could, do you have something prepared for once? Yes. Do you want to go yes, first? Okay, great. Yeah. And I'll try to remember what I was thinking about earlier. Okay. Um, so the spookiest thing that has happened to me, um, I, aside from watching a bunch of horror movies, which I don't know if I can even remember what I've watched, 
I did watch Green Room the other day, which Ooh. is harrowing. That's what I've heard. Um, it's It was very good. I don't know if I would want to watch it a second time. Yeah. That's the um, one with the skinheads, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's about um, it, it's about a punk band who, and it's one of those, it's harrowing because it feels so much like something that could absolutely happen. Yeah. Where a punk band is on tour, um, ends up getting this last minute gig at kind of like a skinhead bar mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere and they inadvertently witness a murder there mm-hmm. and then they have to contend with they have to try to escape while the skinheads are trying to cover it up yeah which like means like d- killing them basically they yeah. have to like fight for their lives and patrick stewart plays the leader of the neo-nazis so you have to be emotionally prepared to see patrick stewart in that role to say the um, word to say like yeah evil evil things mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah Same and do evil very things. yeah he was yeah it was so intense um it was very good it was very stressful mm-hmm. um it's not a movie that i would recommend to people who don't like horror or thrillers um but it is a movie if you've never seen it i highly recommend seeing it once but you've got to be ready for a movie that's very very tense yeah um, and Anton Yelchin is in it. I don't. I have no idea how to say his last name, but I love him I so much. Um, about Anton Yelchin, who um, who died in that terrible accident. Yeah, he got crushed to death by, by his, his own, own car. car. Yeah, that's insane. He's in, he's um, he plays one of the main characters in that movie too. Gotcha. And I, I I really love I really love him. It's so sad that he died because he's yeah. he's one of my favorite actors. Um, and he's in a lot of horror movies too. Um, but yeah, so I watched I watched Green Room. I watched um, a movie called The Changeling, I think I watched since we recorded last, um, which is a haunted house movie from around 1980. And I watched a absolutely like garbage trash film called um, Bachelor Party in the Bungalow of the (laughs) Damned. That and it was incredible. Yeah, and it was like it was so bad. It was like watching someone's student film, but like in the end credits showed that the uh filmmakers at least know what a pile of trash the movie is. That's very funny. <laughs> and the uh the special effects were inappropriately good for the, relative to the quality of the everything else. <laughs> Can I tell you? That is exactly the kind of movie I enjoy. That's okay. part of why I like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter mm-hmm. so much because the special effects are like pretty good and scary and mm-hmm. the movie is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's written poorly, acted poorly, conceived poorly. The special effects are decent. Yeah. <laughs> um there's some really cool um female monsters. Uh, which I really like. Um, but it is just, oh my God, it's a garbage heap. But there is one incredible line, which is, lady, the only thing you could put me in the mood for is a vasectomy. <laughs> wow, that's, that, that's a that, treasure. Yeah, that's that a gem treasure. was like the best like written and best delivered line in the whole movie. I love that kind of shit. Um, but it was, uh, it was fun. It, it was, it was a good time. Um, Mostly, is it trash then, cinema that I would enjoy? Knowing how I much know. I like trash Maybe. cinema, could be. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's very low quality. It's very very indie. It looks like it was shot on like a camcorder. Cool. <laughs> but um, and then the the spookiest thing that happened to me that was not a movie that I watched um, was probably when I was staying in my grandma's empty house um, at night. Um, and, uh, saw something move in the backyard, like out the back door. And I'm sure it was the, the neighbor's cat, but I was like, the, you know, that sent that, um, 
when it's dark and you can't really see, but you still have motion detection. Uh-huh. Um, it was like exactly that kind of dark. Ooh, spooky. And so I was, I was, I was real spooked. I definitely, I was like, I'm sure it was just the neighbor's cat, but I'm still going to go in the living room and watch a soothing television show yeah. real loud. It's <laughs> very spooky. For me, soothing is watching Criminal Minds because yeah. I love Criminal Minds. Um, and I think you would like it too. It's a cop show. It's an FBI show about serial killers mostly. So I've never weirdly, I've other than when I used to watch a lot of NCIS reruns mm-hmm. when I was younger, I've never really gotten into police procedurals, even mm-hmm. though I love true crime. This is more, yeah, this is my favorite police procedural okay. for sure. I, okay. I grew up watching a lot of Law and Order. I, I think I said on this podcast, I've seen all the Law and Orders. Yes. Um, but I like Criminal Minds the best because um, it feels... It, it's just the, the cases are more interesting because they do more. It's less like, oh, this guy killed his wife or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's more, there's a lot more intrigue and a lot more. Um, the, um, the main characters are the FBI behavioral analysis unit. Interesting. So they like, they're profilers. Gotcha. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll watch yeah, it. And it's a, it has a good ensemble cast. Yeah. So fair. Anyway. Um, anyway. Hannah, have you thought of the spookiest thing? No, the only thing I can think of is that I accidentally ate tacos that I'm pretty sure were definitely not vegan. And Ooh. my stomach in the past couple of days has been oh God. spookily bad. Uh, it's been a sp- in a spookily bad way for the past couple of days. It's Oof, not been that's great. Awful. Um, that's the only thing I can really think of. I The other thing is that I literally got spooked by a screamer on the internet today. Oh, really? <laughs> My friend and coworker, who is over 50 years old, posted it on Facebook because she doesn't know that it's 2019 and screamers have been over for like 12 <laughs> years. Um, so yeah, I got spooked by a screamer today. Luckily, the sound was off, so it was mm-hmm. more of just like a, it was more mm-hmm. of a startler than a screamer. Was it the one of the, of um, Reagan from The Exorcist? No. Okay. No. It was, uh, it was just like a scary face. I don't know okay. what it was. Mm-hmm. Um... The one with Reagan from The Exorcist that's like a maze scared like scared me so bad when I was younger that it like gave me like traumatic nightmares. Like oh, wow. sc- screamers scare me. I cannot overstate mm-hmm. how scared I was by that kind of shit when I was huh. younger. Uh, and how like unsafe I felt all the time. And so how scared like I had have we talked about my I know we'll, we'll talk about the movie in a second. I don't want to get too far off track, but mm-hmm. have we talked about the horrifying nightmares I used to have as a child on this podcast? No, we haven't. Ooh, that sounds like a good topic for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh we could talk about it. Now or the next time we watch a um, Friday the Thirteenth movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Halloween. Yeah. So on Halloween we watched Halloween. Um, the for, OG, not the Rob the OG. Yeah. The the original from um, nineteen seventy eight, um, directed um, by John Carpenter, and he wrote the score as well. Um, he wrote the scores for a lot of his movies. Um, it stars Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis, and it was written by John Carpenter and uh, his writing partner Deborah Hill in about ten days. Interesting, yeah. Um, and it's it, a fairly like simple film, not in a yeah, bad there's way, not but a ton to it. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty like linear. It's like plot. most of the movie takes place in one day. Yeah, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty simple kind of. Yeah, it's like the very beginning because there's like there's the intro. Um, there's the flashback to um the late sixties or the intro. I guess prologue. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. In the late sixties, when um Michael Myers murders his sister, and then um, then it flashes to um I think when. The doctor, dude, Dr. Loomis is, like, driving with the nurse to go pick up Michael Myers to yeah. take him for, like, a hearing or something. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and then he escapes, and then it's like, and then it's immediately like Halloween day. Then yeah, mm-hmm. then it's hot teens. Yep, yep, yeah. and then it's then it's a a teen teen slasher little, movie. Little baby Jamie we've Lee watched, Curtis. We've watched a lot of slashers on this podcast mm-hmm. so far, and it's mainly just be, not because I like them more, but just because there's so many like iconic slasher movies to watch Mm. so that's part of the reason that we've done so many slashers so far and i Um, i feel like correct me if i'm wrong but it mm -hmm. feels like a lot of the movies that like set up the genre Mm -hmm. in that like uh kind of like what's the word i'm like for not definitive but that like um uh formative like era Uh were slashers yeah a lot of them were for sure and Mm -hmm. there are other like formative um like iconic movies in other genres but um, there, but slashers are a big part of horror franchises, and there are so many installments of horror franchises. <laughs> yeah, that we gotta like, and it's also yeah. like we're like catching part, me up on like, yeah, like a the vocabulary of, of missed like yeah. media. Well, and like the vocabulary of horror, yeah, too. totally. So, and so, a lot of that does come from slashers. Yeah, slashers, right now we're like so. in like horror one hundred and one for me yeah. by and large. Mm-hmm. I would say, and there's a lot of there's a lot of slashers in horror one hundred and one. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, so. no, totally. Mm-hmm. Right now we're like hello. Right now we're in the like reading Faulkner portion of right. teaching me like the Gothic or whatever. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's like that shit where it's like okay, here's what Edgar Allan Poe is type right. of shit. <laughs> Hi, Tori. Yes. We're in the part where it's like, Hannah, have you heard of this guy named yeah. Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Tell me. You're like, have you heard of this guy, John Carpenter? And I'm mm-hmm. like, tell me more. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know nothing about <laughs> no horror movies. Um, yeah. So, wh- Hannah, what are your um, like immediate takeaways from Halloween? Or like biggest takeaways? I found it. And you were saying earlier that you fell asleep during part of it. I found it kind of like... like Mm-hmm. I don't know. That it was I, also it was very late at night. It was seen, really was late at night. So tired, and we were and so I had a tired. <laughs> and you had a migraine, and everybody was so blazed. Yeah, <laughs> like it was us and Kai mm-hmm. and our friends Addie and Charles and hi, every, Charles. hi Charles. And everybody just wanted to get stoned and watch Halloween. So that's yeah, exactly what that's we did. what we did. It was a delightful time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and I had been at the bar with my coworkers, so I had a couple of drinks. I was it was great. Mm-hmm. And we it just had like every holiday this year has been like that for me, where it's just been like. I don't mm-hmm. really care. It's I'm like, gonna chill. Yeah, it's whatever. Anyway, so uh, my immediate takeaways is that it was it was simple. It was easy to follow. Mm-hmm. It was uh, pretty linear. It was like a believable story in that it sounds so much like something that they would tell, like tell on my favorite murder, like mm-hmm. kid knifes totally. his sister and then yeah. goes back and like yeah. knifes these teens. And it's also kind of like it, it's the part of the inspiration for it was it's like every um every small town like or in every neighborhood has like a ho- an empty house where everyone's like oh it's haunted because of this thing yeah that because such and such so horrifying it's thing kind of like there. inspired by like child lore in yeah, that way totally like, things Which that I, mm, I love kids that talk shit. about yeah so. i love child mm-hmm. lore child lore is so scary too mm-hmm. like kids think of the yeah. scariest shit i know and the crazy thing about child lore it's like kids teach other kids this stuff for generations Mm -hmm. and like cross like cross like people who come from completely different parts of america or Mm -hmm. even yeah especially the world but like with especially within the country like there's people Mm -hmm. who come from completely different parts of the country that have Mm -hmm. like similar kid lore yeah and america's so big that is bananas unlikely Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i mean i think something like Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you've got the cootie shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like, like that. That's you just did like, not see that on TV. Some other kid taught you yeah, that, and their older everyone. brother, you know, some yeah. older kid taught them that. Or like concentration, that's how it, 
when yeah. you do the like the like pounding on your back games and the like light as a feather, stiff mm-hmm. as a board. Oh yeah, stiff. Oh man, like, that kind of shit. I was so into stiff as a board, light as a feather yeah. when I was a Girl Scout. That and was, that like, shit is thing to do. Crazy. It the is. shit's straight yeah. up magic, though. Mm-hmm. Some of that kid shit is straight up magic, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so you said that you found it, like, pretty easy to follow, yeah, straightforward. I found it, like, kind of, mm-hmm. like, soothing. Mm-hmm. Like a- It kind of is, in yeah. a way. It's kind of, like, it has sort of, like, that, like, scary campfire story mm-hmm. kind totally, of element yeah. to it. Yeah, where it's just um, kind of, like, creepy and fun. Yeah, and it's, like, nothing nothing in it to us now is super surprising. Of course, at the time, it's, like, this really launched, like, this is the earliest of the slashers that we've watched. Totally. So, um... Because, let's see, we watched, so we watched Friday the 13th. That came out, I think, two years later. Um, what other slashers have we watched? We've watched a number of slashers. Sorry. I you, <laughs> It was just the door closing, and it mm-hmm. was a spook. That spooky sound was just Kai <laughs> coming in from outside. Or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we've watched Friday the 13th. We've watched... Um, we watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, we which did. Which is also 80s. We watched... Maybe those are the main three. I think so. Okay. That sounds correct. I feel like I don't have our, more than I, that. I know. I don't I guess, have our episode list in front of me. Um, There's, well, there was um the Final Girls, which is like yeah, a is slasher. A, yeah, mm-hmm. a parody slasher. Um, I guess Devil's Candy. I was about to say slasher. that exact thing, that mm-hmm. you could say Devil's Candy is a slasher. Yeah. I have a brief um, interjection as an addendum for my um, walking to be boxed and having a panic attack in the alley about finances and health story. Literally on that walk, I was standing on a street corner and it had snowed and it was melting. So there was just kind of puddles everywhere. Literally, I was standing on a street corner and a car drove by and like head to toe splashed me muddy water. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me it was like a parody was, of a yeah bad it was day. like a charlie brown bad day yeah it was oh yeah God. it was an absolute like do 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 like face on the ground arrested development <laughs> kind of day so That's halloween right. yeah um so deborah hill i think may have i i have heard that deborah hill actually wrote most of the script um i don't know I mean, like, I don't have stats on, like, how much of this, but they, you know, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wrote it together. Um, uh, Deborah Hill wrote most of the teen girls dialogue, for sure. Um, And uh, as far as, like, inspiration, um, aside from the idea of, like, oh, like, the the house that the kids in the neighborhood are scared to go up to, um, Deborah Hill said that the idea was that you can't, or that you couldn't kill evil. Interesting. It's like Michael Myers is, and he's kind of one of those uh, weird um, slasher um, slasher villains where it's like, he's like, if you just look at the script, like he's just a dude. Yeah. But it's like, Laurie Strode keeps stabbing him and he doesn't die. And yeah. he gets shot like six times and he, and he doesn't, doesn't die. die. And he gets so it's thrown like, there's off a balcony and he Yeah, it's like die. there's something about him, but it's not, they don't really talk about it. Yeah. It just is. And yeah. so like they describe him like, there's that line where like Lori's crying at the very end and she's like, it was the boogeyman. Yeah. And then yeah. Like, the doctor dude is like, yeah, you're right. It yeah. was. It's just present. He's presented as just like pure senseless evil. Mm-hmm. Like there, like he's, there's no analysis given to why he stabbed his sister. Uh-huh. There's, I mean, you can like, he just does it. He yeah. just does it. Like you can read the like promiscuity thing, but there's mm-hmm. no like context given about mm-hmm. why, if he had like, Religious parent, like there's no context mm-hmm. given yeah. for him. He's just evil, which I yeah. enjoy from time to time. It's yeah. I think and that's part of why the movie is a little bit simpler and more mm-hmm. like not like mindless, but like yeah. 
soothing for me mm-hmm. is it's there, you don't have to like there's no villain to like analyze uh-huh. it's, he's just evil yeah. yeah and John Carpenter really intended Michael Myers to be like completely alien and unrelatable yeah and Which know, I think a lot of the criticism successful. of slasher movies is that people think that you're supposed to identify with the killer and it's like he specifically did not want people to relate mm-hmm. to the killer um and also with the promiscuity thing that leads me to another thing is that the um the idea of the morality play in this movie is is kind of a misinterpretation because mm. they didn't intend it that way. Because Laurie, um, she doesn't survive because she's a virgin. She survives because she's not distracted by having her boyfriend over. Mm, true. So, um, and she doesn't. The reason she doesn't have a boyfriend is just because she's shy. I think you she's know, gay she talk, too. Well, but. she does talk about. <laughs> you know, she talks about wanting to go out with this guy and her true. friends are all like, ooh, you do, you ought, you know, you do think about stuff like that. <laughs> and she's just like, shut up. And like yeah. her friend sets her up with the, for a date to the homecoming dance yeah. with that guy. And yeah. she's like, shut up. You have to call him back and tell him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I can't do this. Yeah. People used to say that shit, that exact same shit to me. Mm-hmm. And look how I turned out. Yeah. Gay as a maypole. Mm-hmm. But like in the, the, the way they wrote the character, um, they just meant, you know, John Carpenter sat down and he's like, what would distract teenagers enough that they wouldn't realize there was a psycho killer around yeah. him? He Bonin. was just like, yeah, fucking. Yeah. Bonin and booze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, under stealing your parents' like, beer and Yeah, bonin. exactly. So he's like, that's the only thing that could have you that distracted. That's a good point. Um, so the, the only reason that Lori doesn't die is because she's, um, she's not distracted. And also... Like, she's the one, she keeps stabbing Michael Myers with stuff. And John Carpenter was like, Laurie Strode's the one using all the fucking phallic objects on Michael Myers. <laughs> and he's like, he says, it's like, that's her, like, sexual frustration. Interesting. Like, enacting itself. Interesting. Like, as this, like, um, like, power, I guess. Yeah. Like, I just this think- kind of, like, rage that yeah. she... I think that mm-hmm. uh, maybe not, they didn't consciously make a morality play, but I do mm-hmm. think there's some subconscious attitudes about what responsible girls are like versus mm-hmm. what irresponsible girls are like to yeah. a degree. Like, I don't think it's in, to the point where, like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's insidious. But Lori, or, I mean, Lori was smoking weed with her friend in the car. That's true. You know, they so do she, smoke, both smoke weed. Mm-hmm. So it's not weed. like she's this perfect, like, model citizen. That's true. It's like she's just shy and she's a little bookish, like, compared to her friends. And um, and she doesn't have a boyfriend, so. And it's also, the real moral of Halloween is that you can smoke weed and still be the most responsible. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you can be still a stoner be the best. and responsible. Yeah, Laurie Strode is the babysitter we all deserve. Mm-hmm. Totally. Not like the babysitter like, I once had when I was a kid who let my stepbrother and I watch Terminator 2 because she was a, a, a little shit and my mom said she could put on any movie on the shelf for us. Oh. And that babysitter was like, ooh, you put on Terminator 2. So I don't remember any of it. I just know that she would let us watch Terminator 2. We did not have that babysitter again. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Laurie, Laurie Strode. She was thinking go. earlier, I was like, Laurie Strode is the babysitter Gotham deserves. <laughs> just not the one it needs right now. Yeah, that's true. True that. Um, would you rather have Laurie or Annie as a babysitter? Uh, Honestly, they're both really cool. Mm-hmm. So it's a wash. 
I think they both seem like really cool babysitters. Like they mm-hmm. both like speak, engage with the children as equals. Mm-hmm. Like it's remarkably good babysitter representation. Like mm-hmm. they're both yeah. like, very responsible, but engage with the kids as equals. They don't mm-hmm. like talk down to them about what's going on. They like uh-huh. explain directly. Like Lori explains directly to the kids what she needs them to do and mm-hmm. why, yeah. basically. Um uh yeah, so I mean probably Lori just because she doesn't fuck off to go with be with her boyfriend, but mm-hmm. they both seem yeah. like great babysitters. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I would want Lori as a babysitter yeah. if I were a kid. I agree. Um I think she's the better choice, objectively. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Annie has very big hair also, <laughs> which is irrelevant, but just one say, of the first things. That, no, <laughs> it's, it's irrelevant and it's neither positive nor negative. It's just Annie it's has sim- very, very big 70s hair. Big 70s hair. They've all, they've all got big 70s hair. Did you recognize, I can't remember if I talked about it when we watched the movie. Did you recognize PJ Souls, the, the blonde friend? Because she was in Carrie. She was the baseball cap. Oh, uh, not especially just because I don't super remember that character. Like, mm-hmm. she's just kind of a generic white girl to me. Uh-huh. I don't, like, have a picture of that character in my mind. Yeah. So I didn't says, put- totally. <laughs> it's like, it's totally dark in here. That's right. I I didn't, like, make the connection. But when you pointed it out, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, this is the second movie that we've seen PJ Souls in. I think PJ Souls must have been like 30 in this movie. Oh, yeah. Playing a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is the only one of the teenagers who was actually a teenager yeah. at the was time. She, she was like she, 19. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. She was like a, an adult teenager. Yeah, she was, but she was 19. Yeah. Um, she, I thought you were at first, at first I thought you were going to say, did you recognize Jamie Lee Curtis? And I was going to be like, Wendy, Jamie Lee Curtis looks exactly the same yeah. now. And she's very <laughs> famous. So yes, I recognize yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> she also has a very like distinctive, like deep resonant voice. She does. Yeah. And she has a very like wise voice for a teenage girl. Yeah. She's always had the same husky, exact same mm-hmm. husky voice that she has now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's kind of wild. I saw, um, a really, I didn't even write this down, but I saw uh, an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, and I think it might have been part of AMC's History of Horror that she was on the, the slasher episode, saying that um, John Carpenter said that he wanted the audience to see Lori's vulnerability. Mm. And she's like, at 19, I didn't really know what that meant. And she said, until I went and saw the premiere, saw the first screening of it, and the like when Lori's walking over to the house where Michael Myers has just killed Annie and... Uh, Linda and her boyfriend. Uh-huh. And like the audience was literally screaming, don't go in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she she said, that's when it hit me. Like he wanted them to care enough about her that they would tell her not to go in there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, they would. They didn't want something mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah they didn't the, want something to bad, bad to happen to her. Yeah. All the protagonists were very sympathetic mm-hmm. in this film. Like yeah. that has not always been the case in these movies or sometimes mm-hmm. I've been like, I don't know, fucking kill him. See if I care. Right. But uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like this, the protagonists were all very sympathetic mm-hmm. and like generally speaking, like kind and intelligent in mm-hmm. this film. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all die horribly. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah, I think L- Linda's character <laughs> maybe not as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, yeah, Linda and her boyfriend is kind of like eh. They're like neutral. Yeah, at worst. whatever. They have that really awkwardly short sex sequence yeah. where it's like they're they're like they like 
take the phone off the hook and then he rolls over and they have sex for like 20 seconds <laughs> and, and they're finish. like and done she, yeah and Lynn and PJ Souls' character is like oh fantastic and I was like <laughs> oh my god boy teenage sex is a real trip huh <laughs> teenage straight sex is a real trip oh my god I wouldn't know I never had it but from mm-hmm. what I hear teenage straight sex was a real trip <laughs> the first time I ever had sex it was with a woman and it was at least an hour because we're gay <laughs> we're women and we're gay we're sapphic <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy um, so the iconic Michael Myers mask was a Captain Kirk mask that they bought for a dollar and so they like good. kind of changed the hair and like painted it all white and yeah. like did some stuff to it so good yeah perfect so that's the iconic Michael Myers mask sometimes the simplest answer is the correct mm-hmm. answer Michael Myers actually takes the mask off in this movie too you see his face for a, for a second at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the very end. Yeah, yeah. 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 He That's takes right. his mask off and then puts it back on real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he's totally unremarkable looking. Yeah. He's like just it's a just dude. like it's just that actor's face who yeah. was playing him. I think he's just called the shape in this. Like he's credited as playing the shape. Interesting. Or like that. Interesting. Um the shape of Michael Myers, I guess. Huh. Yeah. Um what else? Oh, um, Christopher Lee turned down the role of Dr. Loomis. Imagine if if Christopher Lee had played that character. That would have been yeah. uh, impactful, to say the least. Yes. He also said it was the biggest mistake of his career, was Which turning down the role of Dr. Loomis in yeah. Halloween. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee has killed people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, that guy was kind of like... I guess he was my least favorite character. I didn't yeah. care for him. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the worst actor? Um, I know we're not through all the questions yet, but I just think that's that's okay. Um, I was I was actually thinking about asking you that. Let's. I think could it could be the doctor, but I I feel like maybe the the two teenage the two friends mm, yeah um, Annie very good. And, Annie and Linda yeah they weren't kind very of good. like they didn't have very much to do yeah it was hard to say whether they were good like, or not because yeah. they they had so little to do that mm-hmm. like they couldn't be good or bad yeah, in exactly. that moment um yeah who do you think is the worst actor or the doctor probably the doctor yeah mm-hmm. or the nurse from the very beginning oh yeah the nurse wasn't very good either but she was in it for like 45 mm-hmm. she was only in yeah. it to die so whatever the little kids were surprisingly mm-hmm. good actually yeah, they were i believed yeah. them yeah and you know this something that i noticed when i was watching it is like it's another um uh story that makes use of the fact that nobody believes little kids mm-hmm. totally. yeah, it's like nobody believes little kids and young girls totally which is why they're so often the subject of like horror stories. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I really liked the two little kids. And then um, I really, I liked that Lori was like, obviously like really concerned with their safety. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just, they weren't like throwaway characters. Like she made sure that they were okay. And she gave them like, and then she was like, okay, like you need to run down the street to so-and-so's house and tell them to call the cops and send the cops here. Yeah. Like, very mm-hmm. clear directed yeah. instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was very competent and smart, and, like, mm-hmm. nothing that happened to her was her fault. Like, yeah. she, at mm-hmm. every turn, she, like, th- generally speaking, thinks through what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that it doesn't work because he's so evil and powerful. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, like, he kind of is the boogeyman. Yeah. And you can't outsmart evil, and you yeah. can't outrun evil sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna get you. Yeah. It's kind of, he's he's kind of this, like, juggernaut, in yeah. a sense. Totally. Um, 
John Carpenter um, said that when he made this movie, um, he said um, he wanted to be just true, and I quote, true crass exploitation. <laughs> Delightful. And the quote goes on to say, I decided to make a film I would have loved to have seen as a kid full of cheap tricks like a haunted house at a fair. Incredible. I love that. So, it's so pure. And I and you can totally see that in this, mm-hmm. especially, and it, it might be my favorite spook slash biggest spook is when... Lori is in um, the little girl Lindsay's house where her friends are all dead and she goes in and then Annie is posed on the bed with the stolen headstone and then like he's like staged the three dead bodies for her to find. Totally. And it's kind of, but it's totally that kind of vibe of like she sees this scary thing and then she backs up and then like the boyfriend falls yeah, and like, it's like hits her and then totally. she, the door slides open and there's Linda like in the cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that part's free. There's, mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly don't remember it quite well enough to remember what my biggest spook was. Uh-huh. Uh, just in terms of, like, I didn't, I wasn't particularly spooked by it, and mm-hmm. I was, like, very tired and stoned, yeah. so I don't. And I, it was, like, two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, and it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember, I remember this, that being a very striking visual image. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, that was yeah. probably my favorite spook mm-hmm. also, and I it actually, was so haunted housey. I actually thought that Jamie Lee Curtis's acting was very believable in I agree. Because she didn't, yeah. like, scream it up. She was kind of just, like, made this, like, whimpering sound. Yeah. Where she was just, like, like, she covered her mouth and she was just yeah. like, hmm. You could, like, believe almost that she, like, wasn't prepared for what she was going to go. Like, you could almost believe that it was a genuine reaction. Because that's Uh what you would do in that situation. Yeah. Probably wouldn't immediately scream. scream. Yeah. You would, after a little bit, you would start screaming, but you Mm -hmm. would initially be in shock. Because that's the body's response to the uncanny. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought thought that Jamie Lee Curtis did a really good job. I agree. Um, I also think she was the hottest. um, I think it, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. And my initial thought is Jamie Lee Curtis is the hottest, but I also think that PJ Souls was pretty hot too. Yeah, and you she's get to hot. See your boobs. It, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Wendy. Mm-hmm. You do make a compelling point, and it's <laughs> titties. Yeah, it's see, titties. see, you you get a, a whole face full of <laughs> of uh, PJ Souls titties, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> I do love a um, face full of titties. <laughs> me too. Don't we all? <laughs> What a coincidence. <laughs> As um, you once said to me, you once texted me, uh, I know that I'm, I don't remember if you said gay or bisexual, but mm-hmm. the meaning was, I know that I am queer because uh, when I see a bra commercial, I think, huh, that looks supportive. And also, I want to put my face in those titties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, damn, if that ain't a mood. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is a true thing that I said. Uh-huh. I would like to buy that product and, yeah, also, and also put my face in those yes. titties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. also touch those breasts. Like, they look soft. They do. That's <laughs> they look thing. like they would feel good on my face. Yeah. Anyway, hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gay podcast. We're going to talk about titties in our face sometimes. <laughs> Normalize talking about titties in the face. <laughs> um, All titties are good titties. Uh... Gosh, that's already like all of our segments. That's it. Yeah. We started talking about titties, so we've started going off the rails. I know. Um, uh, what else do you have to say about the movie? Anything? I enjoyed it. That's not particularly... Mm-hmm. I remember saying... Did I say anything about the music? Because I know the music is all iconic and shit. Uh-huh. I liked I the music. I don't, I don't think you said anything said about the music about in there the, is this episode. There is a... Um, 
I've only heard one track from it, but I listen to it all the time because there's like a John Carpenter tracks remix album with like a bunch of goths artists. So like mm-hmm. Zola Jesus has oh, a, nice. uh, oh, like a mix of a song that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I like Zola Jesus's remixes of songs usually a lot better than I like her original music. Hmm. Beside okay. the point. And I've seen her live and she was great. She like got mm-hmm. off the stage and I touched her hand. I was like, I'm not really that into you. I want free tickets to this. I didn't say mm-hmm. that, but that was right. how I was feeling at the moment. I felt mm-hmm. a little guilty because there were probably yeah. people in that audience who were really into Zola yeah. Jesus that didn't Would've, get to hold her hand. Yeah. But whatever, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's why I always that stand I always stay in the back if it's a band that I'm yeah. not super into. Well, I wasn't or that even I'm not like yeah. totally pumped to see because I feel like the people who are the big fans should be like up front. And, oh, like, I agree. I wasn't yeah. even I was at the Bluebird oh, and okay. I wasn't even uh-huh. in the pit. I was up on gotcha. the balcony that's right above it just so I could okay, see. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she came up and like reached up to me and I was like, okay, like <laughs> sure, Zola Jesus. So I in no way was I seeking out right. being at mm-hmm. center stage for Zola right, Jesus. Right. I won free tickets. Mm-hmm. I would go see Zola Jesus. She was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Couldn't name a single Zola Jesus song, but she's famously live. But um She's cute. She's like five feet tall. She's very small. <laughs> she's like my size. <laughs> yeah. Like our size. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um Well, gosh, is that where where are we on time? Should we have 45 minutes? Should we wrap it up? Let's wrap, wrap up this, this little, little this Halloween little mini set. Yeah. I'm gonna wrap this this little boy. This little it's not quite a fun size candy bar. It's like yeah. it's like not quite a full size. It's like a like the size that's in between fun size and mm-hmm. full size. Yeah. It's like if a, our normal episodes are like a king size candy bar, this, this is like a regular size yes, candy bar. I agree. Or like a I feel like there's an intermediate size between yeah. fun and full. Okay. But I couldn't tell you what it's called. Me neither. Head. If you know the answer to that question, email us. <laughs> Something that is like two-thirds the size of a normal crunch bar. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. It yeah. might just be a smaller, fancier bar of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can find us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Facebook at No Exit Podcast. Um, and you can email us at noexitpodcast at gmail.com with your, tell us what you did on Halloween. It was really cold in Denver, so we didn't get any. Yeah, it was treaters. freezing. Oh yeah. The only time the doorbell rang is when, cause a woman was looking for her lost dog, which uh, yeah, was very sad. Yeah, neighbor was looking for her lost dog. She yeah. found the dog. Everything's oh, okay. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, she was outside and we're like, we found was the dog. Was it Pam? No, was yeah, okay. it was not Pam. No, okay. no it was, was going to be like, It was a drunk millennial from down the street. Okay. It okay. was not drunk Pam. Gotcha. Um, we love Pam. We love Pam. Pam's mm-hmm. great. This is a Pam. All of my podcasts are a Pam appreciation. My next door neighbor, Pam, appreciation <laughs> podcast. She's the best. She's our wine aunt. Earlier today, mm-hmm. this is, we're wrapping this bad boy up, but Pam and Michael's grandkids were over earlier today and like the little girl was on the sidewalk insisting on pulling her own suitcase and it was adorable. So find us on social media. Thank you to Travel Kit Music. Travel Kit. Just the mm-hmm. band is just called Travel Kit. Travel Kit. And they made for our the theme music. song. Thank you thank to you Travel Kit for, for the, the music. music. Yes. You can find them on the social media at Travel underscore Kit underscore Music. Mm-hmm. And you can find uh, us uh, and other podcasts on the Stick Poke Productions Network. Uh, shows such as If It's Gay We Play, a show about being gay and playing video games. Mm-hmm. and Starring Hannah. Starring me. And, and Kai, Kai. Who's often on this podcast. Who's basically the third host of this podcast. <laughs> Um, Z and I live together. The recurring cast member. Yes. Z and I live together, and Z enjoys watching horror movies with Mm -hmm. us. And you can listen to a show. It's called By the Grace of Pod. Hot! And it's real funny. It's real goofy. Um, They're good folks over there. Good folks, folks. good jokes. Good jokes, good food, good feelings. Fill it it in. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to our (laughs) podcast. 
Um, um, we love you. Yeah, we love you very much. Thank you for, if you're listening to this episode, thank you for uh, still listening to us. Yes. Um, after our long unintended break. Um, we're ironing out the kinks. Yeah, we're figuring it out. You know what? We don't get paid to do this, so um, just give us a fucking break, okay? Just give <laughs> us a fucking break. Get off our asses. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hannah. Yeah. Do you have any, any advice for our listeners to end the show? Don't have sex or you will get stabbed and die. Just don't do it, okay? And don't turn out the lights. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.